Okay, we made it. It's here. It is Friday, Friday, April 22nd. Good afternoon and welcome to those of you in Toronto listening on 640 Toronto in Hamilton on 900 CHML in London on 980 CFPL and of course uh, streaming wherever you may be. Good to have you along here for Friday in the entire country. Really in mourning today with the news that number 10, the great Guy Lafleur has passed away. Have a listen to just one of many legendary calls involving Lafleur from the great Danny Gallivan. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Okay, gives me goosebumps. I mean, how many times have you seen that clip? You've seen that goal. You've heard that call from the great Danny Gallivan, but still uh, goosebumps. In a Facebook post this morning, Guy's sister, Lise LaFleur, posted that the five-time Stanley Cup winner had died, saying, Guy, I love you. You are done suffering, but we will miss you greatly. Now, the cause of death has not been immediately uh, released, but we do know that Guy LaFleur had been battling uh, lung cancer Sorry, over the past couple of years. And joining us now to further remember the flower, here is the coach, Tim Cunningham, who joins us first off on this Friday. Tim, uh, coach, good afternoon. How are you? Good, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate you being here on this day. And, you know, for me, I go back to that Gallivan clip again. When I think of Guy Lafleur, I think of my earliest memories of watching hockey, watching Hockey Night in Canada. How about you? Absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm a little older than you, so uh, I, I uh, remember Jean Beliveau. I had a, actually had a poster of Jean Beliveau on my ceiling. So when I woke up in the morning, that's who I first looked at. And, um, uh, and, and it was uh, quite a transition. In 71, Beliveau retired, and, they, and the Canadians drafted Guy Lafleur. So it was you know, that, that uh, tradition of the Canadians passing the torch. And, you know, uh, I, I, Claude Fegg uh, said in his newscast that, that they were chanting Guy Lafleur's name right from the get-go of his career. Well, that's not quite accurate. Uh, he struggled his first three years. He uh, had 64 points his first year and then, and then fell off his uh, next two years. So he was under a ton of pressure because it wasn't just hockey. It was the province of Quebec, and he was really, as I said, taking the mantle from Jean Belliveau. Yeah, he had huge skates to fill. You're, you're absolutely oh. right. But he eventually uh, got there, and when he did, uh, boy, what a run the Canadians went on in the uh, late 70s. Well, absolutely, winning four cups in a row. And, and uh, you know, he was a guy, uh, a, a very rare athlete. He was, um, you know, one of those athletes that wanted – to be the center of attention. He wanted the puck and there's stories about him you know, going out for a big game in the Stanley cup final. And he's saying to his teammates, just get me the puck boys, just get me the puck. And uh, he wanted that kind of pressure. And, and I, I've always heard stories of, of Lafleur. you know, back in those days, a lot of games started at eight o'clock and players would show up to the rink around four and four 30. Lafleur always would already have his uh, skates and shin pads and pants on walking around the dressing room right. ready to go at four 30 for an eight o'clock game. And um, uh, he was just a—he was just such an incredible talent. He was put on earth to play hockey. I, I, I totally believe that. And, and uh, um, you know, in his off season, he—he—he uh, he, uh, he water skied to stay in shape. He never—he—he didn't—he wouldn't put his skates on until he went to training camp, unless he had some kind of TV promo to do. But he didn't skate in the summer. And guys would say he'd show up first day at training camp and he'd skate circles around everybody. And he hadn't <laughs> skated since the last time they played. 
So he was just such an uh, such an incredible talent. And he, but he was also uh, an icon in the province of Quebec and, and very important for a time in our country when, you know, relations between the, the rest of Canada and Quebec weren't great. But he was a great ambassador for the province of Quebec, like Belleville was. And, and I think he came along uh, culturally at a very important time in our history. Yeah, and really, I think for the entire country, though, because, again, Guy Lafleur, for me, uh, again, my earliest memories of hockey surround that uh, 70s uh, Montreal uh, dynasty uh, franchise. I can remember playing road hockey in Burlington, Ontario, being like six, seven years old, and having that red, blue, and white uh, number 10 jersey. I mean, I, I don't care who you were in the late 70s, wherever you were playing road hockey, at least one kid had the Lafleur jersey. I mean, that's just uh, how pervasive his presence was at that time. Oh, yeah. And you have to remember, I mean, he's, he was Gretzky before Gretzky. He was the greatest player on the planet uh, before Wayne Gretzky came along. And, 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 you know, people knew that he was coming uh, as well, like Gretzky. He scored 130 goals his last year in junior in one season with the Quebec Ramparts. And, and the season before that, he scored over 100 goals. So, so it, he was like, uh, you know, when Gretzky was coming up, people knew, knew about him. When Lemieux came up, people knew about him. It was the same with Lafleur. So there was a ton of pressure on him. And he, yes, you're right. He was, he was so well beloved across the country. You know, I, I think even... Uh, you know, there's always this separation between Leaf fans and Habs fans, but I, 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 I always got the sense that Leaf fans always really admired Lafleur. Yeah, without a doubt. And what was it about Guy Lafleur? Do you think that made him so special, so great, uh, Coach? Because I think we all uh, today thinking about and remembering the great Guy Lafleur. You think about him streaking down that right wing with the uh, blonde hair flowing in the breeze, if you will, uh, in the wind. But uh, did he have an overpowering shot? Uh, was he just that much better of a skater than everybody else? Or was it uh, maybe what you alluded to earlier, talking about how early he would show up for the games that? Uh, he was just that committed that he really didn't embrace the spotlight and he wanted to be that guy. When the game was on the line, more times than not, Guy Lafleur was the uh, person to put the puck in the net. Absolutely. He was, he was a hockey artist. And I remember years ago, I had an opportunity to meet Ken Dryden and sit down with him when he was doing a review at Queen's University. We had quite a long chat. And, I, and it always struck me what he said about Lafleur was that you know this was the day they, they this was in the days prior to systems, but they had certain rules how you were to how, how the game was to be played on the ice, and Lafleur just couldn't couldn't play that way. He he was such a natural talent, and as Dryden said, and I'll never forget this. He said he always skated to daylight, and that's and that and and that's where we found him. Um, he always skated in, into the open area. I just had that innate sense. Uh, to be in the right place at the right time, had incredible peripheral vision. And, and as you said, he was, the, in, in those days, he was the best skater in the, in, in the world. He was the best skater on the planet at one point. At one time, for a few years, he was the best player on the planet. But he was just, just a natural player that uh, couldn't, he was sort of a round uh, square peg in a bit of a round hole when it came to systems, but uh, he was beyond any system that the coach could, uh, could, could teach. And, and here's the story. Uh, you know, they had the greatest power play. Uh, in the NHL, and when they practiced the power play, Lafleur always screwed it up because it was <laughs> Bowman always wanted some sort of system, and Lafleur couldn't couldn't play that way. But and so Bowman just said, "Okay, just let him go," and they they put him in games, and you, you, we all know what uh, what uh, what he was able to accomplish. He was a field player, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Skated to daylight. 
All right. Joined by the uh, coach, Tim Cunningham, as we remember the great Guy Lafleur here this afternoon. And just to show you how much of an impact Guy Lafleur had on the uh, country, we've heard from everybody from the prime minister to the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky, tweeting out uh, tributes. And what do you expect uh, this weekend when it comes to remembering uh, Guy Lafleur right across the league, coach? Well, I, it'll there'll be tributes across the league, and I suspect that in the province of Quebec, it'll be almost it'll be uh, 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 like a national day of mourning, uh, as we saw with uh, Jean Beliveau and when uh, when Maurice Richard passed away, and and Howie Morenz, because that is the line you sort of go Morenz to Richard to Beliveau to Lafleur, and I really can't recall, I really don't know of any other sort of generational iconic. Montreal Canadian that has come along since Guy Lafleur, and so it'll it'll be um, it'll be uh, uh, quite something uh, to see in the in the province of Quebec, but also across the country. Yeah, without a doubt, I think uh, every game tonight, and of course, uh, very fittingly, tomorrow night, Saturday night, right across the country, I would imagine there's going to be video tributes, uh, a moment of silence in NHL rinks uh, from coast to coast. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, uh, Guy was also a guy that. Uh, demanded uh, better rights for players and and uh, got more money. So he's one of the, he's one of the the pioneers and you know the players today that make a lot of money. He was one of the pioneers that got them there. And 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 you know the other thing that's remarkable about his career, he took he took three years off and then came back and played uh, a season with the uh, with the New York Rangers and then two seasons with the Quebec Nordique, which was sort of weird to see him play yeah. uh, in a Nordique jersey. But, you know, and, and he came back and, and scored almost 20 goals his first year back after sitting out for three years and just tells you what kind of a talent he was. And, and you know, he wasn't sort of the same guy when he player when he played with the Nordique, but uh, they, there were certainly glimpses of it. And, and uh, I thought it was fitting that he finished as a Nordique because he came uh, into the NHL from the Quebec uh, Ramparts. Yeah, and it certainly has been a tough week for uh, Quebec hockey with uh, Mike Bossy a yeah. week ago losing uh, the great Mike Bossy, and now today we get word that Tequila Fleur has passed at the age of 70. Coach, appreciate the uh, time and helping us uh, remember the flower. Jeff, thank you for having me. I always appreciate it. All right, there's Tim Cunningham, the coach. Coming up a little later this afternoon, you'll hear from longtime sports analyst Rod Black. We'll get his thoughts and his remembrances of Guy Lafleur as well. That's coming up a little later. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.